Hello everyone, and welcome to Downsizing, the podcast where we try and figure out when The Office actually ended, because everyone would have been fired. My name is Curtis, and I'll be your host, and with me is my co-host and resident office expert, Antoinette. Hey everybody. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 19, Michael's Birthday. In this episode, Michael makes a big deal about his birthday, Kevin is waiting on some medical news, and Jim and Pam get some quality time together. The show starts off with a cold open that is one of my favorites it's of the show. It's a really good show. one, yeah. In it, Michael has all the men of the office for some reason. <laughs> I noticed that. I wondered why this was only a man thing. He has them all in the conference room, and he is introducing them to a business opportunity. He has received a bunch of calling cards from some guy, yeah, and he is trying to get everybody else in the office involved in this business. The rest of the employees are pretty skeptical about this deal, and... They are pointing out some of the other poor financial decisions that Michael has made in the past. (laughs) Yes. Michael was caught up uh, from an email that he received from the deposed king of Nigeria, from his son, I'm sorry, from the deposed king of Nigeria's son asking for help. Apparently there was another sort of pyramid scheme that he had tried to sell them on. And Oscar... Oscar quips, it sounds like a get-rich scheme. And Michael's like, yes, it is. That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. You're going to get rich quick. And so he's like, who wants to make some money? And Jim and Dwight raise their hands. And Michael's like, yes, great. And Jim's like, nope, actually, just a question, just a question. Tell me how this is not a pyramid scheme. And so Michael goes to the poster board thing that he has there. And he's like, all right, so this guy got two people involved me and another guy involved and then we each get three other people involved and while he's he is explaining this he is making tallies on this poster board and doing it as levels right and it is at this moment that Jin gets up and takes the marker from michael and just draws a triangle around the tally marks that michael has made And it is in this moment that Michael realizes what he has gotten himself into. Yes, it's very clear that this is indeed a pyramid scheme. And Michael says he has to go make some calls, probably to try and beg for his money back. Right. So when we get into the actual episode, we learn very quickly that it is Michael's birthday. And Michael makes a big deal about his birthday and he is dressed in just a very ridiculous pinstripe suit yes with a very loud tie yeah and pam gives him his messages when he walks in and tells him happy birthday and michael just in a interstitial with the camera says that people just go crazy about his birthday in the office yeah he's sort of treating it like celebrities treat their birthday like have these big blowout parties like he thinks that's how everyone should be treating his birthday sure whereas most people don't have 
birthdays like that over the age of like 21. Right. <laughs> and I think this kind of maybe shows the loneliness of Michael in that yeah. somebody generally is throwing you a birthday party where Michael throughout the show is doing things to essentially force people to tell him happy birthday. Yeah, he is generating his own birthday celebration, beginning with the fact that as you see him walk in the office, he's carrying a plastic bag with a pink box in it. It's a box of donuts. And he puts it in the kitchen and he stands by the coffee maker, poised to get the coffee pot out to get himself a cup just waiting for someone to walk through there so he can say, oh my gosh, look, someone brought in donuts for my birthday. That's so nice. Whereas he was actually the person to bring in those donuts. And he had probably assigned the party planning committee to throw him a party. Everyone but Dwight. Dwight is as equally interested in his birthday as Michael is. For sure. And so, yes, you get things like him standing by the box of donuts just so somebody comes in and, you know, so he says, somebody brought donuts in for my birthday and somebody can come in, grab a donut, be like, oh, yeah, great. Happy birthday. Right, which Stanley, Stanley obliges him in. Toby tries to, but then he's like, oh, I forgot. And Michael takes that as an opportunity to be like, well, you can't have a donut then. Right. And it, it, it was specifically because it was Toby. Like, I'm sure Stanley yeah. didn't know that it was Michael's birthday either. Exactly. Michael even goes so far to call Jan, leaving her a message that the call was urgent and that he <laughs> needed a call back. So Jan does call Michael back, and there's this kind of long pause where Jan is waiting for Michael to tell her what is so urgent. It turns out Michael's using it as a weird reverse thing of, hey, I just wanted to tell you happy birthday. And she's like, it's not my birthday. He's like, oh, that's funny. I thought we shared the same birthday. So he, I guess that's clever in a way, but a roundabout way is just being like, oh, I'm calling so you can tell me happy birthday right. so I can hear it from you. He also tacks on that she should take that opportunity to just tell him if there's anything in her heart, at which <laughs> point she promptly hangs up the phone. Yes. What's interesting to me is that mixed in throughout the episode are these one-on-ones with Michael where he's telling the camera crew what his worst birthday was and then he's like oh actually this one because as the day goes on he's getting more and more frustrated that no one besides Dwight is interested in celebrating his big day and we learn there is a reason for this apart from the fact that nobody is really going to make a huge deal about somebody's birthday at work yeah and that's because Kevin is waiting to hear back from the doctor's office about some tests he had run. And the doctor's office is looking to see if Kevin has skin cancer. So Kevin is obviously just kind of in a down mood the whole day. And people around him are just equally concerned and, and just want to know if that Kevin will be okay. We see the intersection of Kevin's worried state and Michael's heightened excitement about his birthday immediately. Because while Michael 
comes in in the morning, Kevin comes in after him and you see a Band-Aid on Kevin's neck where they probably took a biopsy. And Michael chides Kevin for being late to the birthday festivities sort of thing. Right. And so this all definitely comes to a head during Michael's cake presentation (laughs) when everyone's singing to him, including Michael singing along for himself. Right. And Kevin's phone rings. And Kevin takes the call thinking, oh, maybe it's the doctor's office, but it turns out it's his fiance, Stacy. And everyone stops singing to immediately turn to Kevin and see what's going on. So Michael is just so annoyed. How could people stop singing to him? And Angela is the one that says, Michael, no one cares about your birthday. We're worried about Kevin. And then Michael gets upset. He's upset that Kevin is essentially stealing the spotlight from his birthday, which is pretty absurd, quite frankly. Yeah. And he takes the cake and storms off to his office. Yeah. Again, this is just Michael struggling with someone else being the center of attention. And I'm sure that is amplified by the fact that it is Michael's birthday, so he feels like it should be even more so than usual. And the stories he tells about his bad birthdays are all instances in which the focus was taken away from him. For example, he was seven and he had a pony brought to his house. Well, it turns out he was allergic, so he had to spend the entire party in the house getting some sort of lotion rubbed on his rash by his mom, and everyone else got to enjoy that pony, and he was separated from his guests. And when he was 16, he was supposed to go out on a date with this girl in his class. Well, she went out on a date with another boy named Michael, thought it was his birthday, got him a cake at the restaurant, and Michael had to hear all about this at school the next day. So he just so badly wants to be the focus. And so I imagine he's telling the camera crew all this so he can lead up to say, you know what, this is actually worse because I thought I would have all these people at the office and they'd be so excited. We had this party planned and I requested all this stuff from the party planning committee. And it turns out that I'm still not getting attention because Kevin's getting it all. Right. And that's just obviously just terrible like he's just being a terrible person in this situation yeah it's a lot curtis do you feel as strongly as michael does about your birthday not really i i don't make a big deal of it generally like yeah it's nice when people tell you happy birthday but i'm not gonna you know be upset if someone doesn't or doesn't know that it's my birthday or remember that it's my birthday. I also am not going to throw myself a party. I think that's weird if you throw your own birthday party. Yeah, after college, it's a little odd, I would say. It just, when you have to go to work on your birthday, which many adults do, it just sort of changes the nature of the day. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I mean, I know people that take their birthday off. Which, I, I think yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. I, I don't think I've ever done it. Not because I'm against it, but just that I, I don't think about it until, like, the day of. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I could have taken the day off. How do you feel about your birthday? 
I think I sometimes have a little bit of Michael tendencies about it, but I'm also not going to do anything about that. You know what I mean? In the sense that I do want to celebrate it, but then I never follow through with that. I don't know what to do to celebrate it, I guess, because I'm always like, oh, it should be something special. And then I feel like recently where I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Birthdays are, I mean, they are what they are. They're marking the day you were born, and that's important. Um, but I don't think it's sort of the end-all, be-all of things. Um, I have a funny coworker that goes big on birthdays for everyone, and then especially for our boss, and it's very incredibly awkward because in the run of birthdays it goes my boss me and then this coworker in like a three-week span so yeah. it's very apparent when just last week she like got you all these baked goods and keeps getting you a cake and then you don't sure it's not reciprocated, reciprocated two weeks later week. right yeah. yeah so that's a little hard because quite frankly I don't want to celebrate my birthday at work. Like, sure. that's just not the sort of attention you're going for. Yeah, and if I don't go big for anybody's birthday other than you, and so, like, I'm, if I'm not going to do that for, like, my close friends, I'm definitely not going to do it for a coworker Or your boss. Like, there's honestly, yeah, it's nice to get a card, but there's honestly zero good reason to have to like throw a party at work and right i know smaller workplaces do like your workplace has like a birthday month potluck like everyone's gets celebrated for that month yeah and smaller places do similar things but yeah if you have a bigger office it's sort of impossible yeah and for some reason for me the like milestone type birthdays do feel a little different. Like I'm turning 35 this year. And I'm not saying that we need to do something like big and recognize it, but if we didn't do something, I'd be okay with it. But if we did, didn't do something for like when I turned 34, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, it was just 34. Like it's not a big deal. Whereas this year, I don't know, it feels different. Sure. Anyway. As the birthday festivities are happening at the office, Jim and Pam have decided to slip away and try to do something nice for Kevin. And Dwight's intense interest in Michael's birthday creates a perfect diversion for them to slip out of the office. Dwight has set his watch to 1123, which he says was the exact moment of Michael's birth, so he has Michael sit in the chair and has people help him just raise him up in the chair for some reason. And in this moment, he does that thing where, like, people are like, oh, you don't, no, you don't have to do this. But in secret, like, yeah. they, they're oh really, they're yeah. eating it up because he's, like, when Dwight tells him to sit in the chair and he, Dwight says, you know, we're, we're going to lift him up and Michael is like, no, no, you guys don't have to do that. And then he's like, Creed, come, come on over and, and help me out, help him out. Like he's he's assigning people to do this because he's eating up the attention. Yes. 
And Jim and Pam decide to go to a sort of, I don't know, it's like a Walgreens, CVS type of yeah. place. Uh, and just get different things that Kevin likes. So they get M&M's, which are his favorite candy. A DVD of American Pie 2, which is his favorite movie. And 69 cup of noodles, uh, because that's his favorite number and his favorite lunch. Very Kevin. <laughs> Very Kevin. And they pick out a card, and they have you know everyone sign the card. And it also turns out that while they were there, they also got a birthday gift from Michael. And they are just kind of wandering around the store. It looks like they've gone up and down all the aisles yeah. without cause to really do so. Right, just to avoid work, probably. Yeah. But also to, get probably just to extend out this moment that is just the two of them. And they're spending time together. And there's a weird interaction where Jim gets some fabric softener. And Pam's like, you use fabric softener? And Jim's like, yeah, don't you? And I don't, like, I don't understand why that was in there. I think it's because she's getting a peek into his like quote-unquote private life. Like, oh, this is how you sort of run your adult life. Right. Just a little insight into him that she didn't know. Gotcha. And so as they are leaving the store, Jim dares Pam to talk into the overhead PA system. And she does so. And they get caught. And they have to leave the store quickly. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's, that's the end of their day at the store. Back at the office, Michael has done some research about skin cancer, and he tells Kevin that everything's going to be okay. Skin cancer has a 98% survival rate, but really the best medicine is laughter. So he decides that the office is going to go on a group field trip to a skating rink, which, by the way, must have been planned already because once they get there, there's a big banner uh, across the glass that says happy birthday Michael yes and when he announces this somebody brings up is this just another thing for your birthday that was Stanley. that was that was already in place and Michael's like nope not not related at all yeah like, this, this isn't is about the, me anymore. this is for Kevin yes. and then yes they show up to the skating rink and there is a banner that says happy birthday Michael and Jim and Pam are still sort of hanging out even at the skating rink, you can see people sort of break into their natural groups. Kelly forces Ryan to skate with her with his arm around her, which has to be kind of an absurd way to ice skate. Yeah. And Pam is not a very great skater, so she's leaning on Jim for support. Michael is an amazing skater and clearly a very seasoned hockey player because he's in full gear. Yep. And he is just really making his way around the ice with ease he body checks toby at one point people are kind of having a good time for sure at the ice rink we do get a just chance meeting with carol the woman who sold michael his condo and she is there with her children and i probably some of her kids friends mm -hmm. or something that's what it seems like yeah and she's there they're there to get like skating lessons mm -hmm. and michael basically just steps in and is like all right hey do you guys want to go for a ride and so he 
has his hockey stick and he holds it in the middle with both hands and then the kids hold on to either end of it and he just is skating backwards and kind of leading them around the ice rink. Mm-hmm. And Carol has this look on her face of kind of interest. Yeah, I think it's enjoyable for a mother to see someone positively interacting with her children. So I think that's kind of what they're trying to convey there. And it's also interesting that earlier when Michael was talking about how good of a skater he was and how much he liked hockey, he says he could have gone to the NHL, but he didn't want to because there's too much time on the road away from your wife and kids. And he really wants a wife and kids. So I think there's a subtle connection that you're supposed to make there. Like, oh, could this be something? Yeah. And then this is just another instance where you see Michael is able just to turn it on when he is around children Mm -hmm. because he's very good with children. Yeah, he interacts with them very easily and naturally. Yeah, and it's 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 a weird like it's it's almost a weird like somebody flicked a switch because Michael is being kind of just annoying and terrible and then all of a sudden he sees Carol and it's just gone and he just I mean like I, like you said just very seamlessly has this interaction with the children and it's like he was not being the annoying person right before that. While Michael is interacting with Carol's children, Kevin's cell phone rings. So everyone skates over to Kevin and waits to hear the news. It is from his doctor's office, and it seems as though the biopsy has come back negative, which everyone else takes in relief and celebrates except for Michael, who thinks that means he has cancer. Right. And that could be confusing because you're. it's the phrasing of, did the biopsy show cancer? Negative. Right. Sort of thing. Or the results were negative. Yeah, negative which, for cancer. But the results were negative, meaning that they were bad. No. But that's, the, that's what Michael thinks, oh. and that's how it could be read, is the results themselves, as the way to describe the oh, results okay. were. They are negative, so they are bad. Well, no one else. Uh, only yeah. Michael. Yes, only Michael. Of course, only Michael yes. thinks this. So everyone's glad and very happy, and they all go to, it's like a birthday party area. Right. It, reminds, it reminds me of our local ice rink. They sit, and they give Kevin all of his little gifts and a get well card, and then Pam pulls out a gift bag for Michael, and it, now I'm blinking on the name, but it's probably some very night potent. scent i think it was yes it's very potent cologne and lotion i would imagine yeah twight also has a gift for michael <laughs> which is so wilkes berry the region uh around scranton must have like a semi-pro hockey team or something yeah. because dwight got michael a hockey jersey but it doesn't have michael's name across the back it has from Dwight, number one, <laughs> which Dwight is just thrilled to death with. This. Very ecstatic about this gift. And Michael's like, oh. <laughs> and really the episode ends with just a one-on-one with Pam, where Pam is telling the camera that it was a pretty fun day, and then we get a flashback reminiscing of her and Jim picking out cards and them giggling together, and so Pam's like, yeah. It was a good day. Yeah. So very similar to 
the time when you know Jim said the same thing at the very end of the episode when Pam mm-hmm. just laid his laid her head on his shoulder yes. when she fell asleep in the conference that they had. Yeah, it was a season one episode, so it's just funny. You know, it is nice that little things can make someone's day, but Jim and Pam just kid themselves about what made the day great for them. For sure. So with that, let's head back to the annex with Antoinette and find out any fun facts about this episode. There are a couple fun facts about the ice rink scene. So Steve Carell is a very good skater and very good hockey player. Yeah. And the writers knew this and wanted to create a situation to get him just skating on camera. And so that's why they wrote in the ice rink scene. Jenna Fisher had to learn to skate for her role in Blades of Glory, which would have been filming or the prep would have been around the time of this episode, I believe. Because I looked up, so this episode aired in 2006, Blades of Glory came out in 2007, so it would have just been a matter of when they filmed and the timing and all like that stuff. I forgot that she was in that. Yeah, a. that's a funny movie. And B, I don't remember her having to skate in that movie all that much, if no, at all. No, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't think she skates in it, so I wonder if that got cut or something. So she did know how to skate, but the writers were like, well, why would Pam know how to skate really well? So they had her pretend like she didn't and leaning on on Jim. Yeah. So that's all I have for for this episode. And just a reminder, Carol is Steve Carell's wife in real life. Right. Curtis, do you think we have any firings? Yes. Michael gets fired on his birthday. (laughs) For any number of reasons. There are there are several, it seems like. For his birthday, Michael has given Dwight a list of things that he wants. And one of those was a stripper, Graham. So just requesting that at work probably yeah. might be worth being fired Hostile for. Hostile work environment sort of thing. Later in the episode, a delivery comes. And the delivery person just happens to be a female... So Michael thinks that this is his stripper gram, and he puts a dollar bill in her like shirt pocket. So he definitely gets fired for that. Yes. He while they are at the skating rink, he checks Toby into the boards. That's probably worth getting fired for. Yeah, they weren't playing around or anything. No. He just happened to be skating by Toby and yes. just checked him. And then probably most of all. When Jim and Pam are skating around, Michael comes over, apropos of nothing other than Kevin might have cancer, and tells Pam that next time she's in the shower, just to give herself a breast exam. Yeah. And says those things are ticking time bombs or something along those lines. Yeah, that's pretty awkward. So, yeah, I have to imagine he would be fired for that too. Yeah, I can't I can't think of any others that we had. Right. This is Michael's eighth firing this season and his eleventh overall. Obviously the clear leader. Yes. Antoinette, do you have a Dundee to give out? Yes. The Dundee for best use of a euphemism goes to Angela and Dwight. And Angela and Dwight are having a complicated day uh, as a couple in this episode because Angela takes the party planning committee very seriously, Mm -hmm. and Dwight takes anything related to Michael very seriously. 
So they're coming to a head over Michael's birthday and who gets to plan things and who gets to present the cake to him. And what things are involved in his party. So there's a weird conversation in the kitchen area uh, that Ryan happens to overhear about who's going to present the ice cream cake to Michael. After Angela asks, acquiesce about letting Dwight give the cake to him. Dwight asks if they're still going to have their meeting later about finances, but it's in their weird whisper sort of thing, secretive code, and Angela says, fine, I guess, but no cookie. Dwight's response is, but what if I'm hungry? And she says, no cookie, and then walks away. (laughs) So I have to imagine that is a stand-in for some type of physical activity. Don't know which or what it is. Right. (laughs) What is your Dundee? My Dundee is the worst financial management, and that goes to Michael for (laughs) not just his involvement in this new pyramid scheme, but he somehow was one of the people that got duped by the famous... Nigerian prince yeah, email emails blast. back in the mid-2000s. God, remember email spam? Yep. Just forwards <laughs> yeah. forward, forwards on forwards on forwards. It doesn't really happen that much anymore. I mean, it's been replaced by... We, we talked about this in an early episode, yeah. earlier episode. It's pretty much been replaced by stuff on Facebook. For sure. It's, yeah, it's a little more out of the open DMs. Who is your employee of the month? My employee of the month is Meredith. Okay. Because she seems to be the person that is most concerned about Kevin's situation. Chief chief comforter. Yeah, she is the first person to ask Kevin if he has heard anything. She is seen giving him, like, a shoulder rub Mm -hmm. later in the day. And I think she's the one that gives him a hug after he gets off the phone with Stacy. I think that's right. Yeah, she is doing a good job, I think, at being a source of comfort. That's yep, a good one. For sure. Who is your employee of the month? I picked Angela for putting Michael in his place about his birthday. Yes. And telling him that no one cares about his birthday, which is harsh, and she delivers it harshly, and that's who she is, despite being so Christian. But... Yeah, someone had to tell him, and she did. (laughs) Angela is very short in this episode. She is very tense. She... I think it's because of the party planning. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene where Kevin and Oscar are talking about the the biopsy, and and Oscar's just like, yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. And that skin cancer is very treatable. Mm -hmm. And Angela just goes... Don't give him false hope. Yeah, you don't know it's going to be okay. And which is like, so, why would you ever do that? Yeah, so harsh. Not a good bedside manner sort of sort of thing. Right. So yes, Angela has a very special episode this this episode. Yeah. In my opinion, we have a really great three episode stretch coming up here to really round out season two. Yeah. So that does it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us at DownsizingPod on Twitter to get all the latest updates. And be sure to keep listening to us on Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are listening to your podcasts. Rate us and review us wherever that is possible, and we appreciate you listening. That does it for us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.